Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 256. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for listening. Uh, today's episode is inspired by South Park, the television show, believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, it's not technically inspired by South Park itself, but an essay about South Park, which was in Lindy West's book, The Witches Are Coming, which I enjoyed very much. I like Lindy West if you're looking for something fun to read. I'm not sure I'd start with The Witches Are Coming. It's kind of of its moment, uh, but any of our other stuff, start there and enjoy. Um, so yeah, so this was inspired by an essay from that book. Uh, So why don't I just read it to you? It is called South Park World or Learning to Like the Boy Stuff. In 1997, I was touring the country with a Shakespeare company. There were eight men and four women in our troupe. And because of that gender imbalance, it felt a little like living in a fraternity. For a lifelong feminist like myself, it was a pretty big challenge. I mostly stayed quiet and kept my feminist killjoy thoughts to myself. I'm thinking about this today after reading Lindy West's essay about the South Park guys. She's a bit younger than I am, so South Park was a thing she grew up with, and a show that had a particular kind of impact on her generation. I was introduced to South Park while I was on tour with the fellas in 1997. It was a video cassette of a short cartoon that somebody had gotten from somebody and we watched it on the company VCR. It was this underground, almost contraband video. I didn't love it. It felt sort of mean-spirited and homophobic and it was a world of boys. But I was living in a world of boys and they watched this video cassette so often it became an oft-quoted part of the culture. By the end of the year, I had a real affection for those potty mouth boys, the ones on South Park and the ones I was working with. Then that little underground cassette got picked up by a network and became a TV show. I watched it, sometimes, in part, because it reminded me of being on tour and it made me feel like an insider and also because I'd sort of come to like it. And I want to talk about my liking it because the liking isn't uncomplicated. It wasn't neutral. I think it says something about culture in general. I was thinking about how a lot of things I like, I like because to like them made me part of the group. In this case, in this company, it was a bunch of fellas and a few women who knew how to hang with a bunch of fellas. They knew how to be cool with the dudes. That is not a skill I had picked up anywhere, being the feminist killjoy that I was, so it was something I had to learn on that tour. Laughing at the same jokes is a big part of it, I discovered. You learn to find things like South Park funny as a way to survive. But what I can't stop wondering about is what it would have been like if that tour group's gender numbers were reversed. What if there were eight women and four men? Would the men have learned to laugh at the Kathy and Mo show? Would they have giggled at their dramatization of Gloria Steinem's If Men Got Their Periods? 
Would they have adapted to our jokes the way we adapted to theirs? I don't know. And the reason I don't know is that I was never in the reverse position. I was never in an acting company that was mostly women. I directed a lot of shows that were like that, but I'd have to ask my actors how that was. I I don't know. I did go to a college with a one-to-three ratio in favor of women. I bemoaned it at the time, but thinking about the South Park effect actually makes me very grateful for that imbalance. It makes me curious about the experience of some of the men I know who went there with me. Are there things they like because they adapted to the environment that they wouldn't have responded to in other circumstances? Like, did they all become big Ani DeFranco fans when their friends at other schools turned up their noses? The thing of it is, most of culture in the 90s was men's culture. Most things were for the fellas, with a couple of rare exceptions. You could either get on board or be seen as the feminist killjoy. South Park was no exception to that. Are there any girls on South Park? All I can think of are some moms and a pretty offensive take on Winona Ryder. I was struck by the way Lindy West described South Park's aesthetic. It sounded quintessentially Gen X. I hadn't thought of South Park that way before, but the irreverence and nihilism is classic whatever energy. It's also classic Gen X misogyny, and in retrospect, I'm sorry I ever laughed at it. But I learned to laugh at it, which in a weird way gives me a kind of hope in this world where people still debate if women are funny. It gives me hope because it's clear people can adapt to the group. The group can change. We can laugh at more expansive things and things that aren't cruel. We can learn to laugh with an entirely new group. I learned from West's essay that South Park has been on for 20 years, 20 years of Kenny getting killed. I assume I haven't watched in maybe 18 years, so I I don't know how things have changed. When this show went on the air, we were having a pretty big cultural conversation about how we talked with each other. We were learning that there were kind and unkind ways to talk about one another's identities A lot of people hated this conversation, and there was a lot of railing against political correctness. South Park showed up in the middle of that conversation and farted. And now we're in the middle of the same conversation 20 years later, though we use different words, and South Park is still farting the place up. Like, maybe it was funny in 1997 when we were all very serious about hyphenating our identities or whatever, But once you've farted in a serious room once, the joke is over, guys. Now you're just stinking up the place while the grown-ups are trying to solve things like violent insurrections at the Capitol. And speaking of violent insurrections supported by Republicans, it turns out that the South Park guys are Republicans. Right now. Or at least as of Lindy's publication date in 2019. Honestly, I was surprised. Not because they did or said anything to suggest otherwise. It's just that Republicans don't tend to be funny. But the thing is, those guys haven't really been that funny since I saw them on a VCR in 1997, surrounded by a bunch of fellas. So I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense. 
So yeah, check out that essay by Lindy West if you have any interest at all in South Park. I mean, what I found most disturbing about the essay was not the republicanism of the South Park guys, because, of course, but more that, like, Lindy West had to grow up, like, as a child next to the South Park situation, like, that it, that it, it was a dominant part of her childhood, <laughs> Like it, for me, it's fine. I'm an, I was an adult, you know, I was in my twenties. I it was super fine. No big deal. It's just one. So another silly cartoon, but I, I, there's something about it being f- surrounding children that is like, Oh God. And that whole generation, uh, was somehow <sighs> built by it. And that is disturbing. Anyway, I'm sorry, millennials, about your, about your growing up with South Park. It's probably our fault. I mean, the, the South Park guys are, are Gen X. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm real sorry. What a drag. Anyway, uh, so, so song, what are we going to do here? Well, I had to do uh, an Ani DeFranco song, obviously. Because it's the the counterpoint to weigh the 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 feminist culture that might have been more popular in other places had the numbers been reversed. I don't know that that's true, but since I gave her a shout out in the blog post, I thought I should work on uh, work on work on one of her tunes. And uh, I, I'm doing one here that I would have sworn I had done before, but it, it, I've searched and searched, and it, no, I have not. Um, I, I have referenced it seven million times uh, because there's a line about uh, generation, but generally my generation wouldn't be caught dead working for the man, which has certainly shown up in multiple Gen X posts that I have made. So FYI, if you're interested in Gen X material and you missed the saga a few years ago, there are many, 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 many Gen X posts and podcasts in the feed. So check them out if you haven't. Um, So yeah, so so this song is not a pretty girl. Uh, And I pulled out the electric guitar, which I have not played I probably in a year. <laughs> like it's just it's not a quiet in you know in a sharing space kind of instrument. So I hadn't I hadn't played it in super duper long. Uh, but this song, first of all, I knew like I tried it on ukulele. It was ridiculous. No way. Uh, then I was playing it on my acoustic, and I just felt like it. I wanted it to be louder and dirtier so I uh I pulled out the old electric and and it was really nice <laughs> it's nice to play it um unfortunately when I'm recording like I can't play it like loud right like I mean it is loud it's loud in my ears but you know it's got to go directly into the computer so um but I I yeah I enjoyed it I enjoyed getting the getting the old electric out so uh that will be here in just a moment thank you for sticking around for it. And meanwhile, 
Again, thank you for listening to this broadcast. If you like it, tell someone about it, share it, uh, do all the reviews, the the stars, the all the things. If you would like to support it with your dollars, there's patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also Kofi and Patreon. So much appreciated if you've got it in you. This is a tiny little indie operation. So any support you can throw my way is always incredibly welcome. Um, thank you in advance, just for listening mostly. But if there's more, awesome. So without too much further ado, I would like to give you Ani DeFranco's Not a Pretty Girl on electric guitar. I am not a pretty girl That is not what I do I ain't no damsel in distress And I don't need to be rescued So put me down, punk Wouldn't you prefer a maiden fair? Isn't there a kitten? Stuck up a tree somewhere. I am not an angry girl. It seems like I've got everyone fooled. Every time I say something they find hard to hear, they chalk it up to my anger. Never to their own fear And imagine you're a girl Just trying to finally come clean Knowing full well they'd prefer you were dirty And smiling And I am sorry I am not a maiden Generally, my generation wouldn't be caught dead working for the man. And generally, I agree with them. Trouble is, you got to have yourself an alternate plan. I have earned my disillusionment. I have been working all of my life. I am a been fighting the good fight. What if there are no damsels in distress? What if I knew that and I called your bluff? Don't you think every kitten figures out how to get down? Whether or not you ever show up, I am not a I don't want to be
Ano din ho? <laughs>